everybody. Welcome to the Unscripted Wrestling Podcast for our 31 or 31st pay-per-view retrospective. We are here to bring you uh, Money in the Bank 2016. I am your host for this evening, Daniel Hummer. I'm here with my brother, Doug. Yo. And uh, Clinton and Eric are here. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. Good, good. I, I got to say right week? off the bat, we need to buy Clinton a wrestling dictionary for Christmas. Oh, my God. Because of the whole worker <laughs> thing? Yeah. No, worker thing don't work. I don't feel like thinking too hard, all right? Leave me alone. I've been out for 3.30 in the morning. Don't come at me like that. Anyway, for Yeah, Doug. Uh, before we get into all that, uh, let's talk about some news and let's ge- we're going to do something new here and each give our worker of the week. For anybody who had the same thought process as Kenneth, uh, worker means wrestler or in ring performer. Uh, it's kind of a Jim Cornette, I mean, not Jim Cornette, it's an old school term, you know, the old people and people that like that shit. No, with that. I mean, it's a pretty. Jobber? No, I mean jobber's team that loses all the time. Oh, okay. Worker's just a, a wrestler. Uh, so let's all give our worker of the week. Give a, like, the, what do we like that we saw this week, guys? There was a lot of lot of wrestling. Uh, we had a pay per view. Uh, Eric, what do you got? I got uh, Cody Rhodes. Um, because of what he did, he he basically. Wrestled with one arm, he had torn back. Um, really nasty if you want to, if you looked at it. But the way he performed in that match in the Hell in a Cell, and yeah, it was just it was just an a, epic performance by Cody Rhodes. I mean, the man has balls of steel for sure. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> the fact that he tore his crazy as fuck. Right? I mean, this whole thing sucks, and I feel bad for the guy because uh, I know you don't like him, but uh, you aren't always the best judge of character. He's the top baby face in the WWE. Well, here's here's the thing: is that I like him enough to know, uh, like enough to give him props when he does stuff like this. Was it the smartest thing in the world to do? No, because he could risk better injury. But again, he was taught by his father. You know, you can't disappoint the audience. Well, I mean, I don't know if his father taught him that because his father was a not really a great booker. But uh, the thing about a pectoral, though, when you, once you tear that sucker, it's torn. I don't know if there was really much more damage he could have done besides it hurt like a sub bitch. I'm sure he was in a I'm roof sure he took, like, cortisone shot after cortisone shot. Yeah, I'm sure he was in an insane amount of pain, but I don't know if he could have like made the injury worse just it would just hurt a lot yeah but also yeah. you know he didn't he wanted to because what he set out to do when he was in AEW was you know keep the audience happy yeah uh and even they turned on him yeah they turned on him which which that just shows you how stupid the AEW fans are yeah. they turn on him but yet you know they love the bucks they love omega all these assholes. Uh, who are all scum. <laughs> and uh, you know, Cody, who was the only decent EVP, the de- decent EVP in that group, you know, he got chased out because uh, he was looking for the better of the company and 
the other assholes weren't. Yeah, he wasn't indie enough. Right. So, I but no, I, I give him a mad ton of respect because he went out there. He didn't want to disappoint the people. Yeah. And because and here's the thing, and I still got to watch his whole. I'm a little behind on the Broken Skull sessions. Yeah. When I say a little behind, I mean I keep falling asleep. Uh, like I got to watch his. I got to watch Jeff Jarrett's. Um. And uh, but like in the like the beginning of Cody's Broken Skull sessions, Cody is very well articulate and very well spoken. So yes, he is. like. He he's got a good mind for the business. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, like if you were gonna look for somebody to run WWE, you know, after uh, you know Vince Vince McMahon were to go away, yeah, I Cody should just give him well because by the time Vince is ready to sell WWE, it's only gonna be worth five bucks. Uh, you know, Cody should just hand him some money and be like, "Fuck, I'll run it," because Cody could run a company on his own. Right. Yeah. Because Cody that's smart. Cody knows Cody knows the business. Cody knows what not to do because he's watched his father make mistakes. He's watched uh I mean he's watched Tony Khan make mistake after mistake after mistake. So Cody knows what not to do. Yeah. Yep. So all right, somebody cut me off. I'm talking too much about uh, talking too good about Cody Rhodes right now. He should be. He's the top babyface in wrestling, and it sucks what happened because he really was the guy that was going to take the belt off Roman. He still could be though. Yeah, he but still, uh, he, here's the thing: you have two options. You said to cut you off. Why are you still talking? <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> I contradict myself all the time. No, here's the thing. You have two options. Either A, wait for The Rock to get uh, clearance from Hollywood to come in and w- win the title from Roman, yeah. which will never happen because, uh, you know, they don't want to run the same risk that they did when he won the WWE title back in 2013 and he tore his abdominal muscle and that fucked up the filming of Hercules. Right. So... Uh, you know, Hollywood, like, keep saying, Hollywood keeps saying, The Rock keeps saying, oh, Hollywood will clear me, I'll be able to do this, I'll be able to do the same for The Rock. Hollywood is basically telling, every time they're asked, hey, can we have Rock for this program, they're basically... Can you do that without the title, though, or no? Do you think it has to be for the title? I, it should, it shouldn't be for the title, but I think they want it to be for the title. Because Vince McMahon, and here's the thing, Vince McMahon is more reliant on the the stars that are already established than he is on building new stars. Yeah. Because he figures he's 77 years old. He's too old to build new stars. Yeah. He's get, unfortunately, he's getting that Vern Gagne mentality of, I can't build anybody new because I'm too fucking old and I'm developing Alzheimer's, and I'm not going to be able to remember who the fuck they are anyway. Yeah. So let's go with what we know, and we're just going to build, we're just going to keep uh, building that, even though they've already been built. Like, we're going to go with already what we know. We're not going to build anything new, because, you know, in his mind, as fucked up as it might be, and as many squirrels juggling knives in there as there might be, 
you know, he doesn't have anybody worth building, which is bullshit. Yeah. But, I mean, he's more reliant on the – but you either wait for the rock to get cleared by Hollywood, which is about as uh, – um, which is about as likely as uh, me getting a date with Sasha Banks. Or you get uh, – um, or you wait for Cody to come back from the torn pack, which is going to be about six months. Right. You have him win the Rumble, and then you have him main event WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes. I like that idea, Ben. He is. He is a shirt there. Now I'm done. Okay. Until it's my turn to name the worker of the week. Yeah. Uh, what do you got, Quinn? Uh, I'm going to go with Seth Rollins, John. And the reason why I say Seth Rollins is because even though he's on this, like, losing streak afterwards, well, he's doing it and keeping everybody still invested in his character. A lot of people will give up on you, especially losing to someone three times in a row <laughs> on a pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. But people are still behind this man. And not only that, he, he wrote all Cody Rose with a slush ever shot on, on, on Raw Money Night. Yeah, I mean... I kind of liked the, the respect that he gave him before that, but it was a good heel move to beat the shit out of him, too. Uh, I don't know if that really needed writing off because people could see that something was wrong with Cody already. And Cody basically said, hey, I'm leaving. Yeah. But... This is WWE. Rollins is exceptional. And he, that Hell in a Cell match was fantastic, not only because of Cody, but because of Rollins. It's very hard to work with somebody with one arm, but Rollins made it work. It says a lot about both guys. It says a lot about uh, Cody's toughness, but it says even more about Seth Rollins' ability to adapt. Seth Rollins has always had the ability to adapt. And the funny thing, Clint has said, you know, not a lot of people can lose three times and then still get, uh, you know, still have all this momentum, all this heat. Yeah. Now, he had to do what he did, okay, because you have to get your heat back. And Cody is so over that it's just like, oh, you know, you're going to look at it one of two ways. Either one, Seth Rollins is the biggest asshole yeah. on the face of the earth attacking guy, a guy with one arm, or two, Seth Rollins is a rash on the crotch that won't go away. Uh, we're both. Well, uh, but no, I mean, definitely Seth Rollins did a lot this week. I mean, personally, I think Seth Rollins should have been the should be the one to lead Judgment Day. Yeah, not Balor. And the reason why is because Seth Rollins has technically run a cult before. The Messiah shit. Yeah. Well. Who should be running the Judgment Day is Edge. <laughs> let me bring that up. Uh, let me bring that up real quick. Yeah, well, we're talking. Yes, we have to bring that up. We we we're going to have to bring this up, and I have something to say about that too. I mean, none of them are going to be my <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, they're not going to be mine either. Uh, but the thing is, all right, so the report that I've read is that uh, they uh, WWE or either creative or Vince himself, uh, somebody without a brain in their head, 
said they want they wanted a judgment day to be more supernatural. Yeah. Edge thought it was stupid. So uh, because he told somebody that it was stupid, somebody got butt hurt, and they changed the direction. They said, "Okay, well, if you don't want it to be our way, you're out." Yeah. Now I know some people said, "Oh, you know, they need another baby face to, uh, you know, they need a top baby face uh, to replace uh, to replace Cody." You have AJ Styles, you have Bobby Lashley. Yeah. You also have Riddle. You know, to a point. Right. Uh, so you're okay with those three guys and Randy when he comes back. You're okay with those four guys leading the charge. Yes. So you didn't really need to turn edge. Okay. You cut the you cut the balls off this thing too soon. You put Finn Balor. See, the only thing I didn't agree with is the guy that took the fall at the at the in the sixth person on Sunday, yeah, kicked out is replacing the guy <laughs> that pinned him. No, I agree. It's weird. It, it doesn't make much sense. I think it's either he Edge is either low key injury or he's stepping away for a while, or like uh, like you said yesterday when we were talking about it, they're scared that Cody's gone and they need a baby face. Now. Yeah. And they don't think anybody else. They don't have faith in anybody else, even though you have Bobby Lashley primed. But I mean, and, and again, too, I mean, like the, the report I heard was uh, again uh, they got pissed off yeah, because that... they spoke against which Vince Mc, again Vince McMahon's at that age to where yeah. uh, you tell him no, uh, your life is going to be made a living hell. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Go ahead, Clinton. Let's put it this way, because it is true, because I was reading the same reports, and I was watching um, news wrestling reports this week saying they do, they did want um, Judgment Day to be more supernatural. They, they, Edge didn't agree with that whatsoever. So that's why they brought in Bauer, because Bauer, they figured... This will be a perfect time to bring back the demon. Even though they said they want nothing to, to do with the demon, the supernatural powers of Judgment Day, Bauer, that's it. But if he was going to do that, why have Bauer take the pinfall loss at, at Hell in a Cell? But, why? Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. But I also don't even get, like, if you want to go, why go more supernatural with it? You already look like a carbon copy of the House of Black. Yeah. Why, why, well, like. Why even carbon copy? I, I, look, I look at it more the like the uh, Ministry of Darkness at worst. Because he did remind me of, like, the Undertaker when he was sitting on that that throne. <laughs> yeah. They're Game of Thrones. Like the Ministry reject. of Darkness. <laughs> they're, they're Game of Thrones reject is what they are. I mean, you have Edge who looks like uh, that Joffrey. Uh, well, until his hair stands up, and he looks like Beaker from the Muppets. Uh, you have uh, Rhea Ripley, who's just an ugly Cersei Lannister, and you have Damian Priest, who is uh, um fucking uh, Tyrion Lannister, ten inches taller. So incorrect. 
I, I like it. it. Just roll downhill with it. Uh, but like it, the thing is, is that I, you know, like when I said, you know, why have Balor take the fall? AJ has taken too many falls from this. And okay, but then that's what you have Liv Morgan for. Okay, it was a mixed six person exactly. tag. <laughs> and Liv. What's wrong with that? Well, there's nothing wrong with that because obviously you're priming Rhea for a for a title shot anyway, which I do not agree with. I don't. I do not think now is the time for it to be Rhea and Bianca. Yeah, and by the way, to touch on what you just said about AJ, and also what Eric said about have him be the next baby face, I think it's hard for them to do right now because he has lost so much lately. So you can't just put him into the world title picture with Roman right now. No one's going to care. Not like they would with this Cody. This is WWE, man. This is WWE. I know, but you can lose 10 times in a row and win a title the next week on Raw just for the hell of it. <laughs> you can, but that doesn't mean the fans are going to like it. Jinder Mahal. Well, that's, a, that's a problem. My, 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 my point, yeah, look at Tension Roll. You can do anything. You can have Big Nick Johnson come back and win the fucking world title. But it, like, it doesn't mean it's good. But, you know, Jinder Mahal, he got beat up by Rob Gronkowski at a WrestleMania. Yeah. He lost again to Mojo Rawley a few weeks later with Gronkowski's health. A month later, he was given two, two uh, little fellas. Uh, and uh, became the WWE champion. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, over Randy Orton. And how well did that go? Was that the greatest run of all time? No, because they were basically building him. Exactly. They were building him so he can job in India. And did anybody care? No. No. My point. India didn't even care. No one cared. That's what I'm saying. So, it's like, agent... Right. Two, I did enjoy the whole month. I did enjoy some of his title runs. I did enjoy it. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, to be I did it for the comedy reason. It was for the promos. That's why I liked it. I didn't like it for the match. It was just talking that I thought I enjoid. Well, to Easter Rome, that's why they bring Don Tina back. To Easter Rome, but I think AJ should get his get some sort of uh, light back. Before they just push him all the way, and I love AJ. Have him fight uh, yeah. Theory, yeah, for the for the US title. I mean, don't put Bobby on it because to be honest, with you, Bobby Lashley and Theory. I mean, Bobby Lashley has taken you know heavier poops than Theory. Well, first of all, that's an interesting matchup because Theory is a really good in ring worker, even though you hate him. He's a schmuck that likes to take selfies. Have you seen him? In the I ring? can beat him. Have you seen him in the ring? That's why he sucks. Uh, I find to bring John Cena back. Worker than him. Well, John Cena is coming back the twenty seventh of June, Monday Night Raw. Yeah, yeah. Yep. His twentieth anniversary. Exactly. Old bastard. He's the same age as you, John Cena. He's not the <laughs> same age as me. Oh, you have the same birthday. That counts. <laughs> All right. All right, we're 20 minutes in. We haven't even got to our workers yet. My – wait, did Clintus give his? Rollins. Rollins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My worker of the week is probably a hot take, but I went Mad Cat Moss. 
I think this Boy. guy has a boatload. Let me, let me. I think he has a boatload of potential. I, I liked his match with Happy, at uh, the Hell in a Cell. I thought it, I thought it was real good, and, and I think there's a lot they can do with Madcap. I think he actually has a pretty bright future. He's got a good look. He's got some charisma, and it was nice seeing a baby face fucking, you know, put a chair around a heel's neck and try to break their neck. It kind of felt weird, but it was still, it was good. You do know that like Corbin somehow is going to recuperate and jump Mad Madcap in the back or something like that, right? Tonight, yeah, yeah, because like there's no way because Corbin's whole thing, Corbin cannot take a clean loss. He did though. Well, I mean, they put a freaking chair around his neck, but usually within like the next week, he's usually jumping whoever beats him because he can't take a clean loss without getting the last word in. I would say this. I think I think he's the um, WWE's version of uh, Warlow. No. No, he's not. Nowhere near. Nowhere near Warlow. That's insulting Warlow's name. No, don't. No. No. Hold on. Why are you getting upset at us trying to put over Madcap Moss when you just said you enjoyed Jinder Mahal? Okay, I enjoyed Jinder Mahal promos. I, I never mean, said I mean, anything yeah. about the match. I, okay. Warlow put on it. I'm not going to No, no, no. I'm not going to put on Madcap. Nothing wrong with that. But I would not compare no Madcap Moss to no Warlow. That's an insult. <laughs> Okay, got it. Well, no, it's, it's two different. I'll give you this. Uh, it, it, they're two different style of workers. Yeah, Madcap's better than Wardlow. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I'm trying to get the sound to clip it's breaking his phone. <laughs> uh, but, um, well, I mean, Madcap is a. Uh, no. He is not better than Wardlow. No, he's he's not better. I do think he's got more polished ring work. Right now, yeah, yeah. Right, right now, yeah. So he's a polished. Uh, he's a better polished in ring in ring worker. Yeah, now that he's not uh, dressing like a dipshit, I think yeah. he can probably do something. Yeah. Uh, they're probably gonna fuck it up, and it's probably not gonna be anything. Well, Warlow's a beast, though. I don't want to put it this way. That guy, Warlow can just like destroy anybody at will. That guy right. can't really do that. Right. Now, right. can I get my worker of the week, and then we can move on to yeah. you know what we're supposed to be talking okay, about? I'm going to go a little different route here because he's doing – this guy did something right. Let me guess. Kyle O'Reilly. No. <laughs> Swerve Strickland. Because <laughs> of his performance in the Battle Royal? His performance in the Battle Royal, and he did – see, I personally do not like the guy. I think he's a dick. I think that he uh, is a better heel than babyface because he's got that punchable – or not even punchable. I want to take a crowbar to his face. Right. Okay? But the fact that – He's he, eventually going to turn on – He already did, I think. <laughs> he did turn he threw him out of the Battle Royal, and then he threw out – Okay, everybody. you know what? That's not technically turning. Every man for himself. You can't count that as nothing. Well, you do it, Every man for himself. 
That's a he turn. He said it's six men in. Yeah, that was a little much. Like, I've seen, like, like I remember when Undertaker and Kane would do that to each other in the Royal Rumble. But that's, like, Final Four, like, Final Five. This motherfucker, there was a full ring, and he's like, fuck Keith. And Keith could have helped him. Yeah. And he's like, fuck him. And then he eliminated everybody's, <laughs> AEW's favorite son, Darby Allen. Yeah, he sucks anyway. Uh, okay, I, lo- I love him, but he his mic work is trash. Yeah. So, but I do think that Swerve, if if they continue to do this right, which I know is asking too much if you're asking Tony Khan to do something right, uh, Swerve Strickland is going to make an awesome heel. Yeah. So he's he's my worker of the week just because, I mean, to be honest, but I'm glad he didn't win the Battle Royal. Only because a loss to Moxley would not do anything for him. No. Uh, but I agree. Like, that face he had when he did eliminate Keith Lee and he gave him that look. It's like, that's a heel. Yeah. He well, and he turn. gave the same look when he eliminated Darby. But it was more sinister, I think, uh, when he did it to Keith Lee. Because him and Keith, you know, have been, have been homies since they both got there. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's been a couple months. But, no, I do think that they need to turn this guy heel because I think he's a better heel than he is babyface. Who knows? All right. Let's get into Money in the Bank 2016. Uh, I thought this was going to be the end of the show. Could be. Uh, We are in the year 2016 it's June 19th we're in Paradise Nevada at the T-Mobile Arena the gate was 14,150 people by the way the week before you graduated high school yeah everything went downhill after yeah. this week <laughs> <laughs> and it's ironic that money in the bank in Vegas this year it's going to be where in Vegas yep well, it, it was uh, to, they wanted it in Allegiant Stadium, but they weren't selling enough tickets. So then they moved it to the MGM Grand, which is where WCW used to hold a lot of the Halloween Havocs, because they can't do it in T-Mobile because UFC's running a pay-per-view that night. Yeah. On right. That's uh, Volkanovski and uh, Holloway. Oh, wow. They're running against that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, but they were going to do a Legion Stadium because they felt like they can, you know, do a pretty good house, but, uh, they weren't selling enough tickets, so they moved it to the MGM Grand, and then they got word this week that Roman Reigns, they pulled Roman Reigns from the Money in the Bank advertising. Because I'm pretty sure once they find out you move stadiums, he's just like, yeah, I'll stay home. So they're kicking themselves right in the crotch. That's funny. Yeah, why would you put it on a sun on the Saturday against UFC? <laughs> you did hear my earlier point on how Vince McMahon is stupid, right? Stupid. Yeah, I know. Stupid. Well, let's put it this way: I think that a lot of the big pay per views now they're all moving to Saturday night, which I'm okay with, so I can stay up and watch them. Well, I think it's the way to go because, like, 
That's what people like to do on Saturday night, just go out, drink a beer, watch the shit, just like they do with UFC, so they're probably trying to get that market. And a lot of a lot of WWE's fans are kids, uh, so it's, it's, why, having them stay up till uh, midnight on a, what the fuck, on a school night, even though you're already asking them to stay up till 11 on a school night anyway, but some of these pay-per-views go even later than that now. Yeah. It's so, good you do it on a Saturday. Yeah, because WWE is more family oriented. Yeah. So, you know, that's why, because I agree with them moving to Saturday. I don't agree with them running up against uh, a UFC pay per view in the same town. Yeah. Uh, Vince McMahon needs to fire like quick. Unless his geographer is his daughter Stephanie, and that's why she took a leave of absence. I forgot she bounced. <laughs> All right, you want to get into the first match of the card, or yeah, uh, they did two matches in the kickoff. Uh, none of which, well, we didn't want the kickoff, so we really don't have to talk about it. <laughs> Golden Truth, uh, Gold Dust, and Booker T. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Gold Dust and our Truth. Defeated Breeze Dango, Fandango, and Tyler Breeze. Our truth is Booker T with charisma and a brain. Booker T has fucking charisma. Get out of here. The Lucha Dragons with Kalisto. How are you going to say Booker T doesn't have charisma? I know you don't like him, but he's like the most electric guy ever. He's about to for another day. The Lucha Dragons, Kalisto and Sid Cara, defeat the Dudley Boys. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever again. Uh, Bubba's still getting punished for no selling Big Cass's finish like the month before. Big ass. Uh, all right, let's get into the first match of the card. Is that cool with you, Doug? Uh, sure. All right. What year are we doing again? 2016, Money in the Bank. That was the year after 2015, right? Yeah. And the year before 2017? Yes, it was. Yeah. Two years before 2018. Okay. Uh, the New Day, Biggie and Kofi, with Woods in the corner, defeated three tag teams that aren't in the company anymore. Enzo and Cass, Gallows and Anderson, and the Vaughn Villains. You remember the Vaughn Villains? Simon Gotch and Aiden English? Yeah, Simon Gotch, you're trying yeah. to kill him Mori on purpose. Did you hear about the story Simon Gotch told recently, too? Not really. I try not to listen to Simon Gotch because I think, he, it, first of all, he's got no talent. He said a, he said a story the other day about how uh, Bray Wyatt gave him the advice to never talk to Vince McMahon because he didn't think Vince McMahon would like Simon Gotch. And then Simon Gotch <laughs> said he finally mustered up the courage and he talked to Vince, and he finally got a big meeting with Vince in front of people. And then the week after, he got fired. <laughs> you need to listen to Bray Wyatt. You got to listen to the feed, baby. Yeah. Uh, this match was it was mediocre at best. Here's the funny thing. New Day, obviously, we know they can work, right? Yes. Carl Anderson can work. You're not giving Gallows. Gallows. Uh, will work as long as he doesn't have to do the job. Uh, Aiden English is actually a, a very, he's a good worker in his own right. Yeah. 
Diamond Cat just sucks. Enzo's a great talker, and Cass, you know, Cass has gotten a lot better over, you know, lately in Impact. Morrissey. W. Morrissey. But now he's, but like back then, he had a lot of potential. It's just unfortunately he was, you know, kind of saddled with, you know, Enzo's baby. Yeah. You know, being the babysitter slash bodyguard. Uh, no, 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 though. He had genuine shots after that with Daniel Bryan. That's true, but... He had a lot of demons. Yeah, he had a... Well, because he had a drinking problem. Yeah. Which, by the way, you're Enzo Amore's tag team partner. You're either going to end up with a drinking problem or you're going to end up addicted to blow. <laughs> he might even be supplied it to. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. uh, but, like, so this match, I mean, you had four not even necessarily established teams, but there was no way New Day wasn't going over here because I don't see them really giving the rub to anybody else. I mean, Enzo and Cash was pretty fucking big around this time. Go ahead. They, they were over. They were very over. I don't understand why they were over, but they were over. They were very over. Gallows and Anderson did a lot of work in Japan at that point, and were a pretty esteemed tag team. And the Vaude Villains, you know, people, I mean, didn't they do a lot of shit in NXT? Yeah, so did Enzo and Cass. See, because NXT at that point, they were, this was back when Triple H was really establishing the brand. Yeah. All right. And, Before Vince killed it. Yeah. Uh, Vince killed it by trying to kill Triple H. Uh, but, like, so, yeah, the Vaude villains, they were over as were Enzo and Cass, but when you get to the main roster, it's a different it's a different story. Yeah. And plus, again, you know, Simon Gotch and Enzo Amore, they didn't get along. If they did, Gotch wouldn't have tried to kill him. forgot about that. Uh, He's called Enzo like a fucking abortion a couple times. Well, yeah. Well, again, I mean. To be honest, they both sucked in the ring. Oh, and I, I mean, he was probably fundamentally a little better than Enzo, but yeah, but that doesn't mean just because somebody irritates you, you don't try to kill them in the ring. You wait till they get them back, then you run them over with your car. Yeah, that's the humane thing to do. That's the professional. Yeah, uh, but like, so you know, anything that Simon Gotch got, well, first of all, Gotch also. I think what also stemmed for, uh, uh, led to him getting released was he got into a backstage fight with Sin Cara. That'll do it. And, well, what happened was they were both kind of on the outs with the company, but uh, everybody liked everybody liked Kalisto more than they liked Aiden English, so they kept <laughs> Sin Cara. That'll that, that's funny. I, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about Kalisto. Like, I know Sasha Banks is friends with him and stuff. Yeah. I mean, he towards the end, he got a little too big for his britches. Did he? Yeah, and they got rid of him. But no, him and Sasha were, like, really good friends, which, uh, you know, could help her once WWE fires her ass. He can get her a job somewhere. Where's he at? I don't even know. He, he made one appearance for AEW. He might be in AAA somewhere. Okay. All right, uh, Clintus, Eric, what are our thoughts on this opening tag match? By the way, the promotion in Mexico, not the tire company. I, I thought it was, I thought it was a decent opener. Um, 
I, I'm not a fan of on I'm not a fan of the three of the teams besides New Day. I hated Enzo and Cass, those passion. I didn't get why they were over, but hey, let's not here or there. I thought they were actually gonna win. I thought I, I, thought thought was, gonna... I was a big fan of Enzo and Cash, okay? And I watched them in NST. That's why. I loved them in NST. I think bringing them up without Carmella was the biggest mistake they did. She wasn't ready to come up, though. She came up a month after. She was the one that made the tag team, though. She, she was just a regular diva, like, two months later, right? Yeah. Did she do the thing yeah, with Dickie Bell? Yeah, they're like... Uh, yeah, they're gonna do. Well, at first she came in as a as a baby face, and then they brought Nikki Bella in, and Nikki Bella decided she wanted to be a baby face, and Carmella could be the heel. Oh, okay. Uh, which um the only play actually you know screw it I'm gonna say it anyway even though Clint is on the line the only place Nikki Bella is getting tears in the script club. <laughs> no. Go ahead. Keep, keep, keep respecting my wife. Yeah, just keep. Yeah, get it. She's a good woman, Uh, What would we rate this match, fellas? Five. Five. I'll give it a five. I think I'd give this one a five as well. Uh, there's a lot of filler on this card, but there is some some gold once you dig deep enough. Uh, next up, this match is definitely not the gold, though. Baron Corbin against Dolph Ziggler. Baron gets the nod after 12 minutes and 25 seconds. Uh, this is when Baron was the lone wolf. This is probably my favorite version of Mr. Happy. Uh, so, But he still looked incredibly green here, though. And, and here's the thing. I actually stuck up for a lot for Baron Corbin around this time. Uh, because I actually thought there was an upside. Yeah, I did. Because I actually thought there was an upside. Uh, I mean, if you go back, Eric, and listen to, like, old episodes of THT from, like, 2016, Boxman and I used to argue about this weekly. Because he would always say Corbin sucks. Uh, Oh, I know. I know Boxman hates stuff. And I would say that Corbin, you know, that there was an upside to Corbin. Now, I wouldn't necessarily recommend... Uh, How wrong were you, huh? Oh, yeah. We were like six years later? Yeah, six years later, and I wanted to... Well, Sorry, where's a fucking fedora and a Hawaiian shirt? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily recommend going back and listening to old episodes of THT unless you could somehow find a way to block out Boxman's former co-host's voice. Uh <laughs> <laughs> A piece of garbage. Uh, but, uh, like, but Corbin, like, the whole lone wolf thing, if he would have had more time to develop an NXT, uh, he might have been all right. Yeah. He just, I mean, and, uh, like, Dolph Ziggler, too. I don't like I don't like Dolph Ziggler. I know you don't. I, Dolph Ziggler is overrated, like severely overrated. So you don't think he's like top ten best in ring workers? I wouldn't even put him in top seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like in ring. 
Wow. No. Dolph, I mean, I used to be a big. Overrated. He should have retired years ago. Or you know what, Dolph? Uh, I don't even know if I we get the the channel that MLW is on. Go to MLW. So I can't watch on TV anymore. I mean, no one really watches NXT. Do you? Oh no, they're back on Raw. Him and uh, Rude. Oh yeah, they are. Uh. I used to be a big Ziggler fan, but then they didn't push him. So I liked him in that Survivor Series match when he fucking was the sole survivor with uh, the Authority against Cena's team. Yeah, I think like he was a really good baby face there. That to me that was like his moment. But after that, like I don't know, he kind of like. It's hard to be a Dolph Ziggler fan because to me it's always like start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. I don't think they've yeah. ever really had a full yeah. plan for Ziggler. So yeah, whether you like him or you don't like, I think he was very talented at one point, and I think he still has that talent. But uh, as far as like being invested in his career, I just don't really give a shit anymore because they haven't really given me a reason to. I'd invest more. I'd invest more in the Brooklyn Brawlers' career than I would in Dolph Ziggler's career. In this match, I mean, Ziggler kind of carried him the way through, though. But uh, it was mediocre. They did three pay-per-view. Or, or they did, like, three pay-per-view matches in a row. If you talk about a series that that, that does not need to go three pay-per-views, it's this. This is it. And this, this match went too long. long rivalries on everything, though. Yeah. Like, remember, like, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens had, like, 15 matches? That shit was nuts. Yeah, but at least they could both carry each other. Yeah, they were good. And they have history. They have history way back from the Indies, so. Yeah. That, that, that was different. This match went, went five minutes too long, maybe even longer. This should have been, like, a minute match. Yeah, I mean, I Corbin, Corbin got over because, you know, Vince McMahon liked the fact that he was a big guy because Vince McMahon likes big guys. Uh, and Cor- Corbin also had, at the time, had hair that Vince McMahon could curl with his finger. Uh, That's always important. Yeah. Well, how do you think Roman has stayed on top? Because uh, he's fucking good. <laughs> But no, I would give this match like a one. Yeah, I give it a three. This what I yeah, I give it a one too. I didn't think it was that bad. What do you think, Clintus? I had no interest in this match whatsoever. Didn't really hold my interest. I didn't really care for it. That's all I just said. <laughs> Yeah, he just, he didn't really connect back. I mean, I don't know if he's ever fucking connected. Both these guys, they're not my favorite two in the world. Uh, Charlotte and Dana Brooke against Becky Lynch and Natalia. Kind of makes no fucking sense why this is a tag match, but it is like an episode of Raw. That's where you put this match. Not on a pay-per-view. Have Charlotte defend the title, for God's sakes. I forgot Dana Brooke was with Charlotte Fair. Yeah, you talk about people with. I mean, Dana Brooke has gotten better. Yeah. Well, back then, uh, she was uh, she was like extremely green. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was new. 
she just, but she just, she wasn't good. I mean, because, you know, she got brought in uh, to be uh, Emma's partner, and then Emma went down with an injury. So then they decided, okay, uh, we're going to do, you know, we're going to put you with Charlotte because they wanted to, you know, apparently uh, Rick had to go back into the retirement home for a few months. Uh I mean, I don't know. I don't know the real reason why they took him off TV. I don't know if he helicoptered another flight attendant or what. But oh, Jesus Christ! I hate that son of a bitch. Uh, you hate everybody tonight. You guys are okay. Uh, <laughs> um, no problem. That might change tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> why does Becky Lynch still have the same theme song? I feel like she's had so many like levels of her career that it makes sense that she still goes out there. Yeah. I well, oh. first of all, I, I like the theme song, but that it's is great. too much of a baby face theme song. And even like when she was the man, I don't think she needed that. I think she needs something more tough. You know, yeah. it's just weird. Like to me, this version of Becky, that theme song makes sense because she's the, I the last kicker. Like just a, she's kind of. Not bland, but white meat, baby yeah. face, you know, so. I mean, she was the only one in this match that I actually really cared about, because I've never liked Natalia. Uh, Charlotte Flair's guilty by, uh, you know, guilty by sperm. Uh, and Dana Brooke was just, back then, she was dog shit. She's better now, but. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Charlotte's one of the greatest female uh, workers of all time. Yeah, until we find out that she's just David and drag. Oh, Jesus. No, there's no way. Oh, my God. That motherfucker sucks. There's no way that's David and drag. How many losses do you think are coming in the mail tomorrow? Who knows? Uh, and Natalia's a damn good in-ring worker, but uh, she's boring. She was born, as of all was. Great observation, Eric. She we were was, all born, weren't we? Yes, we were. But so was Natalia. I know what he's trying to say. She was born into the legacy. No, she, he, she's saying she was, he, boring. She saying she was boring. Oh, boring. Oh, oh, boring. I thought he said born. Me too. Born into yeah. the business. My dad. Wait, oh, hold on here. I'm the one that usually makes fun of him mispronouncing stuff, and I'm defending him right now. Yeah. All right, that's it. Get the booze. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it, Doug. No problem, Eric. This match wasn't very good. I give four. this a four. Four! I give it a two. Two? I want to give it a one. Someone has to give it a one. You give it a one? I said someone has to give it a one. Duck. You got four, you got three, you got two. Someone just give it a one. Man, one. All right, I'll go one. <laughs> you sexist. Uh, Apollo <laughs> Cruz and Sheamus. This was a lot better than it should have been. It was. Cruz was kind of green back then. Well, not really. He was still fucking pretty good. And, and Sheamus, you know, I mean, 
And the only thing green about him back then was tights. Apollo. Uh, Apollo, I, I just feel bad he never really did anything. I thought he could have done a lot more in the business. But uh, they're still there, right? Yeah, they moved them back. Yeah. So, but he, this was a I shared his name birthday, Tim. Happy birthday. Famous. No, Apollo Cruz and Eric share one. So, that's special. And so do you and the next person on this card, Doug. Me and uh, Cena, right? Yeah. And then, Clint, Clint, when is your birthday? When is? They're going to make him reveal that on their house. Clint, when is your birthday? My birthday? Yeah. My birthday is to be next week, the 21st. Okay. Do you share it with any famous wrestler? No, not that, no. Okay. Well, Daniel shares a birthday with Braun Breaker. And Drake. That's good. Yeah. Not only, you know, uh, same birthday with uh, Braun Breaker, but, like, same same year. He born. was born in 97. Wow. Yeah, you and Braun Breaker were born on the exact same day. Well, that makes me feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's like a specimen. You put me and him side by side, it's just sad. Good for him. But uh, AJ, or, uh, uh, this match was all right. It, Sheamus gave uh, Apollo Crews the big rub here, so don't make it weird. <laughs> No, and here's the thing. Sheamus was really good, I think, for letting guys get like this big upset pin on. Yeah. Now he would throw kick your throw kick your fucking head off after. But you know, Sheamus has been around long enough to know you know when to get guys over. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of this match? I thought it was okay. Um, it was probably the best card, best match in the card up to this point. Um, so I, I give it a six. Matches, yeah, I enjoyed it. Good mediocre, slow, slow down the pace. Well, I want to give it a five. Okay. He just said he enjoyed it, and yet he yawned like he was getting ready to fall asleep. And he gave it a five. Yeah, it was, it was enjoyed it to the point it was an average, a good average match. Average, not like a oh my god bar burner. Not like a oh oh I need to see more. Don't stop. No, it was a good hold me over. Let me. <laughs> Okay. Isn't it nice to have somebody else get worked up on this show besides me? Yeah. We like Clintus better. Uh, I like Clintus better. (laughs) AJ Styles and John Cena, which to me is the best. By by the way, I got to give my rating for Seamus and Apollo. Yeah, we'll get to it later. Six. (laughs) (laughs) You give it a six? Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably be around the same line, too. I'm not going to give my rating, though. You already did, didn't you? Probably. Yes. AJ Styles and John Cena. To me, it was the best match on the card. The thing is, is their SummerSlam match was better, and this was still fucking awesome. 
they had a really good feud. I forgot how good this feud was. The build-up was amazing. John Cena made it feel special. He made AJ look good. AJ made Cena look good. It's the two styles that you don't know if they're going to work together when they get together, but they absolutely did. Uh, I, I like how they cheated and Styles won this first one, and then he won the second one clean, and then it kind of built all the way to the Rumble where Cena took the belt yeah. from him. Well, remember, the next month at Battleground, Cena won month. the sixth match. Yeah. All right. Uh, but that wasn't right. Well, I mean, he pinned AJ. Yeah, but it wasn't one-on-one. No, it wasn't one-on-one. I mean, you had... uh, I mean, you had the two of them, you know, two of the greatest, you know, performers, you know, in any generation. Gales and Anderson? No. I was going to say, you know, AJ and Cena, who are two awesome performers, and you had four buffoons. Each each guy had two buffoons as partners. Who was Cena's partners? Enzo and Cash. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, it's more buffoon and, and buffoon and a jackass, uh, probably for both sides. But like, no, I think the cheating to get the win. Because remember, they played it up as Cena said, "You can't use, you can't beat me without the club. Like, you have to have them in your corner." And uh, oh. Like so, I think this this was appropriate for them to come out and do this. Although I was actually hoping, I was actually hoping that somehow like they would do like an old Doink the Clown thing, where like Doink used to like tape like a string or something in the entranceway, and like when baby faces come running back, they would trip. Yeah. So I was actually kind of like. Even though I know that didn't happen back then, like watching the last night, I was kind of hoping that that would happen and Gallows would fall in his fat fucking face. I just, I think that, uh, I think the both of these guys, like as a kid growing up, these were like two guys in the different companies, right? AJ yeah. was the face of TNA, Cena's the face of WWE, and this was the first time that they kind of acknowledged, to me at least, that, oh, there is wrestling outside of this place. Because they usually don't. Like, Cole Cabana was fucking Scotty Goldman, uh, uh, just a regular Jew. Uh, like, like they never gave a fuck about you. CM Punk, they never, they didn't talk about all this independence yet. They just brought him in. Uh, and then they made him go to OVW. So, AJ Styles, they kind of, like, acknowledged that he was a big deal before he came here. And they also... Oh, yeah kind of said how he's like the greatest uh, along with Cena. Those are the two guys. And to me, it was like a full circle moment. Like these two guys finally coming ahead. Cena's the top guy for one company. AJ's the top guy for another. Let's see what these guys can do. And also, too, what's funny here is that this is actually around the time where Dixie Carter was trying to get WWE to buy their tape library. Yeah. He was trying to get TNA to buy their tape. It was trying to get them to buy TNA's tape library because she didn't want Billy Corgan because Billy Corgan was in the the middle of or in the midst of buying the the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Dixie Carter, you know, who was shady, uh, you know, didn't want to do that because again, she's another one of those that if like if I'm not running the company, company's got to die. So uh, she was negotiating because she had somebody working in the company that used to uh, work in WWE 
So she had that person call and offer up the tape library. So I think that's one of the reasons why, too, that, uh, um, you know, they were starting to acknowledge all that because they figured they were going to get the the library and it was going to be another section added to the network until somebody with a brain, and I'm actually talking about, it was either Triple H or Stephanie said, what is it, shit? Not yet. Uh, you know, they'd be better off buying a pack of gum for 25 cents than buying uh, TNA's tape library. Yeah, fuck that. You yeah. yeah. Uh, AJ and John Cena burned the fucking house down. So they worked this match perfectly because Cena was kind of leading and doing all his moves, but AJ Styles had a counter for everything, and he yeah. always had an answer. And I just like the way this match worked. It's a 10 star for me. I thought this was pretty much perfect. Especially compared to everything else on the card. This was the first yeah, time really I, I give it a... kind of you know up and up and moving. Yeah. Uh, Six or seven deep, by the way. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, five main cards and two pre-show. So I mean, I would give I would give it I would give it a ten too. I mean, even though, again, Gallows and Anderson interfered, but it, it was perfect because that keeps everything going. Because if AJ would have beat him clean right away, what would that have proved? Nothing. All right. And if Cena would have beat him clean, oh, my God, John Cena's burying somebody. Which I, I got to say this about John Cena. Anybody that claims that John Cena is not a good human being needs to be sent to hell just for saying that. Yeah. Because what he did, and I don't know if you guys heard about this or not, but he went to the Netherlands to visit a, a, a teenager with Down syndrome who happens to be a really big fan of his, whose family fled to Ukraine when they were under attack. Yeah. And uh, the boy, uh, the, the kid is like, John Cena's his hero, right? So in order to get him moving, his mom said, oh, we're going to meet Cena. Obviously, Cena's not there because Cena had no idea who they were yet. Uh, and I don't know what Cena's filming at the point where, like, he was close to the Netherlands or, or he was somewhere. He was, like, an hour away by plane. And they did a, a some journal did a profile on this kid. And uh, Cena happened to be reading this journal, saw that the kid was a fan of his, so he asked whoever he was working because he was in the midst of like three days off. He goes, "How many days do I have off?" And they're like, "Oh, three. He goes, uh, "Can I get on a plane? I got something I got to go do." Yeah. And he went and he surprised the kid. So John Cena has a heart of gold. Uh, you remember uh, what's his name, the Fuckasaurus? Brodus. Yeah. Uh, he just told the story about Cena too, on uh, that Chris Van Vliet. Yeah. An interview. Oh yeah, about uh, the whole WrestleMania thing. Yeah, the WrestleMania thing, uh, where apparently his match was going to get cut or something, right? And uh, Vince kind of shook his head, like we're not going to have time for him. We're not going to have time. And, and Cena was up next, and then Cena was like, "Oh, I got to go to the bathroom." So Cena took a bathroom break, so Ty, uh, Tyrus, whatever the fuck, right. so he could get his uh, WrestleMania moment. 
Well, that wasn't the match. That was when uh, they came out with the old ladies in the bridge club and did like their dance thing. Yeah, but they were supposed to have a match or something, and they got cut. Or they were gonna get cut. Something. Or the segment was gonna get cut. Yeah, and Cena's like, "Oh, I gotta take a shit," and he looked at him, and he was like, and like winked or something. (laughs) So who knows? Maybe Cena just had to take a shit, or maybe he was trying to give a man his WrestleMania moment. Yeah. He's Which, a sweet guy. By the way, uh, uh, Brodus Clay, or Tyrus, as a lot of people know him, he does have a book out. Does he? I don't have it. I opted to get uh, Chris Candido's book instead. But uh, Tyrus does have a book out. Uh, it's not on Amazon. It costs like 25 bucks. Yeah. And I, I just... I, it, it sounds like it could be a good read because I'm sure he's got all sorts of stories. Yeah, yeah he's funny. Yeah. He really got that fucking sort of shit over. He did. Um, he did. But no, talking about, again, Cena. I mean, Cena, for not having a lot of ring skills, Cena knew how to get guys over. Yes, he did. And the the issue, I know people say, oh, but he buried a lot of guys. The only guys I don't agree with him burying, well, actually, the only guy is Bray Wyatt. Yeah. And it's the only time I think Cena should have lost. He took a loss later in the season. Yeah. The match. Yeah. I don't think okay. it's fair to say that he buries people because he's never really been a creative guy. Like, he's just kind of doing what he's told, too. He's the star, but he's – like, I don't know if he's going in the room and saying, hey, this guy's going to lose. The only person that's ever really came out and talked shit about him like that is Alex Riley. Well, and uh, – well, we know him as Ryback, but, uh, Jim, yeah, but Corn- th- Jim Cornette calls him Fat Mac. It, he talks shit about everybody. He's a useless fucking idiot. I'm not even going to entertain that stupid fucking – he looks like my ball sack, so fuck Ryback. But uh, John Cena seems like the nicest person on earth, and, and there's a couple people that have had negatives, but never like anybody major, and Ryback's not even major. He had a little bit of a moment because he tapped somebody else, but uh, – I just hate everybody. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Ryberg. Yeah. So I want to uh, uh, let's go back to what she said about the whole Cena burying everybody in the whole way Wyatt situation. And I did rewatch that whole Wyatt just now, this past couple of weeks. And, and you, you people, you might say that. Yeah, Bray Wyatt. But then again, I don't really think so. Going to, like, if you break it down, the story between pay-per-view to WrestleMania was Bray Wyatt trying to force John Cena to turn heel. But Cena refused and dug deep down and was able to overcome those demons. A fourth time going heel, they still get a big victory. Now you flip the card over, you're going to a same rules. Where Bray Wyatt is trying to spread his message around. And I think it's like one of the best storylines ever with the whole world in his hands. With the whole yeah. world in his hands. And because of that, you get Bray Wyatt, you get the wings. So now you got one window piece. 
Yes, who maybe the third one. Married, I, I guess the Nexus. He should have lost the Nexus. Yeah, but it's they so all... That's the only thing. None of them tell you two dudes. I mean, Ryback's the only way that holds it against them. Yeah. Everybody else is kind of, you know, everybody else says they understood it. They understood where he was coming from. Uh, so, I mean, Nexus. All right. All right. So, with the Nexus, I do agree with him. He, he did bury him. I think the Nexus should have won that take at Survivor Series that year. Summer that should have happened. SummerSlam, by the way. Whatever. Should, they I mean, it was an elimination match. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I do agree with that. Uh, but again, if, if you go like, go Barry, that's that's a Barry statement right there. Yeah, but like none of the guys were really. Was Michael Carver ever going to be anything? No, Michael Carver wasn't going to be anything. Darren Young was a tag team guy. Heath Slater became something, David. Heath he Slater, I think. Who would have thought he'd be like the best one in that group? Yeah, I mean Wade Barrett uh, was phenomenal. He was just injury prone, unfortunately. Yeah, he was. Just, he was. He was good. Skip Shipfield, or you know. Yep, yep, yep. What did you? Shackfield. 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 You're right. Shackfield. Skip Shackfield. He fucking sucked. <laughs> Why they were pushing him, I have The only place I'd push him is into a burning building. Jesus Christ. Okay, you want to know what? I mean, Ryback's brutal, too, this so I guess it's okay. Only he, There's a guy that takes shots at Vince McMahon's dead mother, so... Vince McMahon's dead mother? He took a shot at Cody this week. Of course he did. I forgot what it was. And Somebody, they were friends back in the day, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, he took a shot at Cody saying that... Uh, Oh, he would have done it or something like that. Like if Cody Russell with the tongue. Oh, that's something I would have done. Well, that's not a shot. That's just or not or shot. It was some kind of shot or some stupid. Well, if you look at well, we should look at anything where I ever said about that. It's all because that he got fired. So what he does, he's going to hold that against him for the rest of his life. Yes. And the fact is that the and the whole the WWE owns the Ryback name. They have to be still in lawsuit to get. His name. <laughs> yeah, the man don't even have Rice's own name. <laughs> you got a point. I got a um, point there. But yeah, this is a great match. Let's go. Let's go to the money in the bank. Did we get? I give it ten out of ten too. Ten out of ten. Ten. See, the only reason I want to give it an eight because of interference. I don't think it should have ended. Someone should have just won clean. You don't need that. Just. Yeah, we got it the next month, though, or two months after. You wrestling purist, you. Two months after, it was all the way up to the Royal Rumbles when they had the championship match. Yeah, but Styles won clean at SummerSlam. And then Cena won the title at uh, Rumble. And then Cena dropped And then Styles won the title. Not even a month, it was two weeks. That was his last championship reign, too, wasn't it? That's crazy. Yeah. They just did that so he could tie when his Pretty much. When did Styles win the title? 
Styles won it a couple months after this at Backlash, right? Yeah, Backlash uh, 2016, the first uh, SmackDown pay-per-view of the brand split. My first pay-per-view when I moved okay. down here. Yep. I watched it with you. Sometimes. It was okay. Uh, <laughs> Dean Ambrose, Alberto Del Rio, Cesaro, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and a Money in the Bank ladder match. This is one of the better ones throughout history. Yeah. And by the way, I, yeah. out of the six guys in this match, only two of them still work for the company. Really? Yeah. Zane and uh, Owens. The yeah. two Canadians. The other one got booted. Yep. Yeah. The two walking cases of crotch wraps. Del Rio's in prison right now, right? Or something like that? Either he's in prison or he's about to be. Maybe he'll be Buck Zumhoff's new cellmate. All to the oh, page. No. The charges was uh, dropped. Oh, they were? Yeah. He might. He must have a good lawyer. Who knows? Or he bought off a judge. This was around the time where he was, like, about to leave, too, right? He had just started dating Paige. Yeah. And, all right, so... Forgot he dated Paige. Well, here's the thing. He actually he was dating. He was he dated Charlotte for a while, and then he dumped Charlotte for Paige. And uh, smart Wait, so does Charlotte have like a Latin thing or something? I I think so. And here's the thing: is that Charlotte did not take the breakup very well. Oh God! Uh, which, by the way, at that time she was still legally married. She was still legally married, and she was she was still dating the guy. But the guy dumped her for for Paige. Uh, he must have seen Paige's video work. Uh, and uh, so, but the company actually told. The company actually drafted Paige and Alberto to different brands because they wanted the two of them to break up because they were like pro Charlotte at the time. Yeah. Uh, didn't work. They both, well, actually, no, they both got suspended and then left. Do you remember around this time when they did that rat battle, the Usos in the New Day? And the Usos, like, said something about that. Oh, yeah, that was, like, 2017 or 2018. I think, yeah, I think it might have, yeah, 2017 or, like, around this time. Because it was during the brand split. Yeah. And I remember them saying something about you got to turn the page to Xavier Woods or something. Yeah. Then the crowd popped for it. Yeah. Yeah, we all beat off to that. Yeah. (laughs) I remember when Woods got in trouble for the whole thing. Uh or like, or not in trouble, like, but like the whole thing broke, and then like they were doing like a backstage segment, and he's back, he's back there, just like really nervous, cause you know putting his fingers together and all that, and he's trying not to say anything. And yeah. Big E looks at him and says, "Somebody's in trouble." <laughs> <laughs> and then they went off talking about something else. That's funny. Poor Xavier. Ah. Uh, but, uh, I mean, to be honest with you, after seeing that, Xavier's actually my hero. Uh, 
Bet you wish you could measure up to him. <laughs> Not even close. Oh, no, I mean, I do wish I could measure up to him, but I'm nowhere near it. Yeah, him, Paige, and uh, Brad, Brad Maddox. Maddox. Yeah, you don't no, know. yeah, there was a... Uh, they fucked up the NXT women's belt. When Paige was the title. Wow. Yeah. I'll pull up the video for you after the show. Uh, this match is pretty good. Because we just had to clarify everything, we're getting canceled now. <laughs> That's okay. What? I'm getting tired of this show. <laughs> uh, this match was a lot of fun, mainly because all all six of these guys, right? Six. Yeah. All six of these guys can work. The show's it, no webcam. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it's really, it, but all six, like no matter what you got to say about Del Rio or Zayn or any, they're all good workers, especially Cesaro. So they put on a great match and Dean, you know, he did what he did and he looked good winning. Uh, I, I kind of don't like how they spoiled this whole fucking thing in the opening vignettes, but cause in the opening vignettes, I mean, like on raw Dean's like, I'm going to win the money in the bank, cash it in and I'm going to beat you guys and win the title. Yeah. Like spoiler alert, asshole. Like what the fuck? But I thought. Well, everybody said that. Yeah, but but then they, they already don't all made claims. They all yeah, made claims, do and to tell you, you the truth, and, and it, okay, it's not a claim. But we didn't know at the time who was going to win. It's not. That's it's not going to sit there. Okay, you know what? Everybody claimed that they was going to win Money in the Bank. Jericho, I admit, the creator of Money in the Bank says I'm going to be Money in the Bank. Everybody, it just because someone says, oh, I want to say the same thing, too. You want to stick it to your guns. He stuck to his word. He, he called him out. He says, if I win, the, when I win that rig case, I'm cashing in, and I'm going to become champion tonight. Exactly what he did. He yeah. stuck, to, stuck to his word. So it's not a fucking surprise when he runs out and does it. But, like, there's no way creating a hand out <laughs> the week before that he was going to do that. Because right? creative changes their minds on finishes more than we change our minds when we're trying to find out what to order from DoorDash for dinner. <laughs> it's, you know, it's mainly you that does that, right? We're a team here. <laughs> <laughs> we're a package deal. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Uh, but no, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't really give a shit that he did that, but... Dean Ambrose was good around this time. It kind of sucks that the title reign didn't really become anything, but it is what it is. He shouldn't have pissed off Stone Cold on his podcast. Stone Cold should have just left his private life alone. Uh, I give this match eight stars. Fucking bald idiot. Bald had a I give it an eight, too. Completely agree. I give it a nine, actually. I give I'll it, give it a nine. I give it a nine. Uh, I can't believe I'm going with the two of you, but I'm saying nine. No, it was really good. I don't know if I go nine. But I thought it was really good. Now, some equally is great. Rusev versus Titus O'Neil. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is Thank back God when, I had to poop during this. This is back when Lana was a good manager. No, this is when she started to become hot again. Let's put it that way. <laughs> He's not wrong. I've said that too many times tonight. Uh... <laughs> See, and the funny thing is, is that Rusev and Lana are actually a WWE couple that the WWE did not want together. Yeah. Because remember, they split them up in 2015, 
And then she got heat on her when she announced on Twitter that the two of them got engaged. And WWE wasn't happy about that. See, when WWE does not want a couple together, they do their best to try to split them apart. Yeah. Alberto and Paige. For some reason, they had a problem with Renee and uh, Ambrose being together. Because the weekend after they got married, he got drafted to another show. Yeah. And he's an AEW now. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, and she's at home taking care of the baby. Yeah. Charlotte and, and uh, Andrade. Right? Were they together? Yeah, WWE tried to split when, them up, and, but then Charlotte married him anyway. After he went to the AEW. So if you see Charlotte goes down to AEW one day or another, you know why. Charlotte's never going to leave the WWE for AEW. Yeah, that's yeah, what I... Yeah, good for in the I didn't think Big Show would end up in AEW. That's still the one I'm most shocked by. I know he doesn't do anything there. Just like all their WWE pickups, they don't do shit, but... I, you yeah. know, you can't say that all their WWE. Look, look, hey, hey, John Mosley's going to become the fir- our first ever two-time AEW champion. Well, yeah, because the, the ex-WWE guy that's holding the title stubbed his toe, and now he's going to be out for six months after having a fucking... Yeah, Cody's got balls of steel, and CM Punk has a mangina. Watch, the surgery <laughs> Punk had to, The emergency th- surgery Punk had to have was a vasectomy. Probably a sex change. <laughs> he's a pussy. CM, uh, Cody Rhodes, that's a real man right there. That's another lawsuit. Hey, your name will be on this one. Well, it's going to say D. Hummer, regardless. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this match sucked. Uh, it was a good squash. Uh, Titus, you know, Titus was always a fun time. I like Titus, but, you know, God bless him. Uh, He's a great social ambassador. He is. But... He's a great spokesman for the company. Yeah. As far as in-ring workers go, uh, he's about as good... Like, he's got the ring skills of uh, Jay Leno. Actually, no, Jay Leno was actually a better worker. You're right. He's a good, like, host of WrestleMania and shit, though. You know? Yeah. I can't believe he co-hosted with Hulk Hogan that one. <laughs> oh, it took... I think it took everything out of him to not just slap Hogan in the face. But it was funny, though, when they did that and that night, too, when they came out dressed as pirates. Yeah. I bet. All right. Did we give it a rating? I'd say two. Negative 45. One. That. All right. Now, let's get into Give it a one. Okay. Now, let's get into the meat and potatoes. The, the whole enchilada, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, this was a really good match. And, of course, Dean Ambrose comes out at the end, cashes it in, and beats Rollins after Rollins. Beats Reigns, right? Yeah. Uh, right. 
Stax and Roman actually have really good chemistry with one another. Yeah, they do. Uh, so I I actually really enjoyed this match. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed the cash-in at the end, too, because to be honest with you, like even though he said it was going to happen, I don't think anybody really saw it coming. I did. And just the fact that JBL was pretty much having a heart attack over it. He's like, oh, no, no, don't let that happen. Well, can you not? You could have seen it coming. Steel Brothers, you, you know Ambrose still had heat over, it was still holding a grudge over what happened with how the steel broke out. Where yeah. Rollins knocking him out with that steel chair that night on Raw. Come on. He wins money in the bank. If Rollins would have cashed, won that title, we all know he was going to take that title away from him. You're right. He has a point. He's got a fat point. And even that, it led to the triple threat match. The, uh, the, the Shield triple threat match for the title. That's how much fun to fall in war. Come on. Yeah, it, I hate to correct you again, but I'm going to anyway. Battleground. Well, Battleground, whatever. <laughs> Oh, no. Jesus Christ, Clinton, yeah. you're really slipping. You don't know what a worker is. Yeah. You know what? You Suck can't tell the difference between SummerSlam and Battleground. <laughs> you know what, time? Wave pay reviews, I keep forgetting that. I, I, I got to get used to seeing Hell in a Cell in June instead of April, October now. <laughs> yeah, Doug. So this was a good match. I give the whole I give the whole thing as a whole because we can't rate Dean and Seth Rollins because that wasn't anything. But the whole the whole main event here, I give a seven out of ten. Yeah, I give it seven out of ten. Seven and a half out of ten. I want you with a ten out of ten. It was perfect. Love it. I want what you're smoking. Ah. Uh. <clears throat> I mean, to be honest with you, the nine seconds of uh, Ambrose and Rollins is better than any 10-minute Kyle O'Reilly match. So, uh, no, I would give the I would give the whole thing a nine and a half. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was good shit. I really enjoyed it. Uh, let's give our final thoughts and our ratings on the show. Okay. Go ahead, Doug. The show that started out shitty. Yeah. But it, it started to gain some steam, and you can thank AJ and uh, – well, I mean, Cruz and Sheamus did a did a decent job. But you can really thank AJ and, and Cena for uh, for really picking things up. Yeah. Um, But uh, so weak start, but a strong finish. I would give it. A, I would give it a uh, the show as a whole. I'd give it an eight and a half. Okay, Clintus. I'll, I'll give it an eight, and I will say yes, it was a, a really strong. Which really kicked the pay per view into high gear was AJ and John Cena, because the pay per view was really boring to that point. 
So, so I want to give it a. So I will give it an eight and a half. So. Okay. I'll give it an eight and a half. I thought the show was solid. From start to finish, it started slow, but it ended good. Absolutely. I uh, I give it an eight and a half, too. I thought this was a pretty good show. Uh, there was some really good highs, like AJ and John and the title match and the Money in the Bank match. But besides those three, there was a lot of poop. Uh, so I, I liked it a lot, but there was a lot of filler there too. So it, it was, it's an eight and a half for me. I think those three matches really carried it and brought it to an eight and a half, but it can't be a 10 because it was a lot of filler. Uh, with that being yeah. said, uh, we're going to have Doug run some plugs and then we're going to head home. Thanks everybody. All right. Make sure you listen to Boxman and Smart, the wrestling outlet. Uh, every Wednesday night, mixer.com slash wrestling outlet. We're on 1015, Eastern time. They can be found on all major podcast platforms. Uh, then, of course, catch them uh, tomorrow night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time, mixer.com slash Hollywood Hangout for the Hollywood Hangout. Catch us, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time every Friday night uh, for the Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. Next week, we're going to be doing another fantasy event. It's going to be the Unscripted Fantasy Clash of Champions. And what we're going to do, it's going to be an eight-match card. Each of us are going to pick two matches apiece. Now, how we're going to do that is I have, like, some stuff kind of outlined in my head. So, Clintus and Eric, I will be texting you guys, like, options. And then you're going to pick what you think is the best option. Uh and then that'll be the match that you have signed for, for the card. Like, but like what uh, will happen on this card next week, what we, and what we'll be doing is we'll set up the matches and then we'll book that. We'll fantasy book them like we do for our fantasy yeah. warfare. But on the card next week, like uh, one of the matches Daniel has chosen for the, uh, the world title. Cause remember we did a world title tournament about a year ago maybe even two or two years ago. Uh, Kurt, Kurt Angle's our world champion. He's going to be defending against Cody Rhodes. We've got Bret Hart versus AJ Styles in a uh, 30-minute Ironman match. Uh, the match that I've set up is Roman Reigns and the Usos, the bloodline versus the Steiner family. Rick and Scott Steiner and, uh, and uh, little baby Braun Breaker. Uh, in a triple dog collar match. Jesus. All right. Then, um, but I will be texting the two of you with uh, your options and what you'll be booking soon, probably tonight if I don't forget within the next 20 minutes. Uh, and uh, so that'll be coming up next week or, or on the Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. Tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Join us for Unscripted Unlimited. Eric and I will be here. Daniel will also be joining us if he is home. Uh, we are going to be doing another Settle It in the Ring, cartoon style, and we'll be debating the greatest cartoons. Uh, we have four people lined up as of right now that are going to be uh, debating against one another. Uh, Kenny Lehman's going to be back with us. 
Sean Fedcheck from the Elite Diplodoc will be around, or Sneaky Fetty, or whichever he spends the most time on. Uh, Brett Rolls will be making a return after a uh, long absence from the podcast. Oh, jelly. And uh, Kevin Swift will be with us. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I kind of want to be out there for that one. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll be the... Uh, uh, so they'll be the contestants. Eric and I will be the judges. Uh, so very cool. Um, so if any of the guys that are competing tomorrow want to uh, are listening right now, just slit, just uh, mail Eric a twenty dollar bill, and then he'll get he'll be biased for you. Uh, but um, so that'll be tomorrow night. Then of course Sunday. Uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, the Stabcast, Daniel and Mindy. Yes, uh, to be determined. Okay. Uh, Monday, what, 7? Yes. Uh, the Web Cave with Daniel and Bobby. We will be reviewing The Joker from 2019, the famous movie that just that surpassed a billion dollars. Uh, they just got announced for a sequel. We got a lot of news this week to talk about, uh, me and Bobo do. A lot of comic book news, and uh, we're going to be talking about the Joker. Yeah. All right. Also, Thanks. check out our buddy Sean, Elite Diplodoc on YouTube, uh, Twitch, uh, Sneaky Fetty. And then, of course, check out our eBay store. More stuff will be added this weekend. DDE Collectibles. Eric and I are going toy hunting tomorrow, and we're also going to clean up some stuff that we're going to be putting up on eBay. Uh so, but yeah, eBay, DDE, collectibles, look for more stuff to go up this weekend. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can shut up now. All right. Clintus, Eric, always a pleasure. We will see you guys next week. Uh, see you guys. See you later. Later. Respect, cause ain't nobody breaking this redneck. No.